Today, we continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders' season with the most important player on the Isles roster. Plus, with Zach Parise gone, who's going to wear the A? We've got that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can find us now on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked on Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, which provides you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com. Lots to discuss today. Today, the players hit the ice for the first time in training camp. So that's an exciting time for all Islander fans who have been looking forward to this really since the playoffs ended. But look, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, send us an email to LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We will keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout training camp, the preseason, the regular season, and beyond. So uh, make sure you join us. And remember, we are also now back to a five-show-a-week uh, schedule. Monday through Friday, we will be bringing you all things Islanders all season long. So don't forget to join us every day. So we start today uh, as we go through our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders, what to expect from them this season, and how they fit in. And the player we're going to take a look at today, every day is, by the way, yesterday we started with Casey Sezikis. Today... We are moving on to Ilya Sorokin, arguably the most critical player on the Islanders roster because, look, let's face it, Sorokin is one of the best, if not the best, goalies in the National Hockey League right now. And he was second in the Vezina voting last year. We all know the story with the New York Islanders. They were 22nd 
in the NHL last year in goals scored and 30th out of 32 teams on the power play. In other words, the offense is not playoff caliber. If the top 16 teams or the top half of the teams in this league make the playoffs and your goals for is lower than 16th, you are not at a playoff caliber. But the goals against for the Islanders, well, they were fifth in the league in that category. And the big reason, Ilya Sorokin started 60 out of the 82 games a year ago. The Islanders won 42 games. Sorokin won 31 of them, had a 2.34 goals against average, a 9.24 save percentage, and yeah, six shutouts. Clearly, without Ilya Sorokin, last year's Islanders would not have gotten anywhere near the playoffs, and it took Sorokin really playing at this elite level for the Islanders to squeeze into the playoffs. And again, it it went all the way down to the 82nd and final game, but the Islanders got in and Sorokin was not the only reason, not even close to the only reason, but the biggest reason. And while I still believe Semyon Varlamov is a quality backup at this stage of his career, I don't think Varley is ready to start 60 games. If anything happened to Ilya Sorokin long-term, I think this Islanders team would struggle a lot more than they already do, and it would really be a disastrous thing for the New York Islanders. Now, look, last year, everybody was saying the same thing. The, the Islanders lost Adam Pellick for a long time. They lost Kyle Palmieri for a while. They lost... Matthew Barzal down the stretch, and yet they still managed to make the playoffs. So I'm not saying it can't be done, but I think losing Sorokin would make a big difference. And let's cut to the chase. The Islanders need Ilya Sorokin to play like Ilya Sorokin. He has been, over the course of his career, so very consistent and... You know, they need him to keep that up. So, you know, in his three years in the NHL, he has goals against averages of 2.17, 2.40, and 2.34. The 2.17 was his rookie year. He only started 21 games as the backup that year. His save percentage, 918, 9.25, 9.24. Again, you see the amazing consistency and then shutouts. Three in that rookie year where he only had 21 starts. Seven in 2021-22 and six last year. And by the way, that six led the league. And you have to remember that unlike Linus Olmark, who, you know, won the Vezina last year, mainly because he led the league in wins, save percentage, and goals against average. That's the goalie triple crown. Uh, You know, Ilya Sorokin had a lot less goal support than Linus Olmark or any of the other real Vezina finalists. And that means that Sorokin just doesn't have a large margin for error. And he knows when he goes out there, that if he gives up three goals, 
there's a good chance that the Islanders are not going to win the game. But the way Sorokin plays, he never gets too angry, at least outwardly. He never gets too cocky. He never gets down. He is a very steady presence on this team. And I think he adds stability. And I think he adds confidence that the players on the Islanders understand that he is going to cover up for most, certainly not all, but most of their mistakes. And I think that gives them a certain amount of, of security. It's, it's like having a security blanket. And I think it gives them a certain amount of confidence because, let's face it, if Ilya Sorokin is giving up two and a third goals a game, and I don't doubt he could be even better this year, especially if the defense improves in its transition game and gets better at just getting the puck smoothly out of its own zone. Um, you know, it, it, when you know your team is giving up a little more than two goals per game, when Sorokin is in between the pipes, you should be in almost any game you play. And over the course of 82 games, you know, that should give you a pretty good chance of competing for a playoff spot. Last year, the Islanders won 42 games and lost nine in either overtime or a shootout. A lot of that was because of Sorokin. So 51 out of 82 games, you got at least a point. And I'm telling you, if the power play improves a little bit, if the transition game improves a little bit, and Sorokin just stays Sorokin, this team can actually improve on last year's point total. There are a lot of other things that have to happen. As I mentioned, you know, power play can't be 30th. Uh, team has to get a little better at clearing the puck out of the zone. You need to replace the 21 goals lost by... Zach Parise at least not starting the season on the roster. But if Sorokin is Sorokin, and I have no reason to believe he won't be, this team will be in, if he starts another 60 games, I can't imagine them not being in, you know, more than five or six of those games. So it really gives you a good uh, situation. Also, last year, he started 60 Varlamov started 22. I know part of that was due to injury. Part of that was because uh, the Islanders had no margin for error down the stretch because the race for those final playoff spots was so close. But I'll say this. I want to get Sorokin down from 60 to maybe 52, 53, 55 starts tops. I think in the playoff series against Carolina, he was good, but he wasn't outstanding. And maybe the fact that he played and started what I believe off the top of my head was 22 of the last 25 games. He may have been a little bit fatigued. He'll never admit it. The Islanders coaches won't admit it. But I would like to get those starts down from 60 to closer to 52, 53, and let Varley spell him a little bit more so he's fresh for the playoffs if the Islanders get there. To me, Ilya Sorokin. By far, the single most important player on this Islanders team as far as the ultimate success is concerned. All right, we have got 
a lot more to get to on today's show. We will talk about who will be the new alternate captain. Plus, well, we've got that. And we've got our Islanders birthday of the day. A guy who may be the most unpopular ex-Islander right now. Let's see if you can guess who that is. It's all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1 by Athletic Greens. Got to tell you, this is a product that I literally use every day. Maybe you're like me and you want to be healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water every day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All these things at AG1 cost you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And look, you only need to take the one supplement, which is definitely helpful. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network to check it out. So more to discuss right now, Zach Parise, not going to be starting the season with the New York Islanders. We know that. And, you know, Zach Parise, clearly one of the leaders on this team, Josh Bailey, also gone. And Josh Bailey was one of the team's alternate captains. So you don't have Parise, you don't have Bales. Who is going to wear the A? And look, we know right now Anders Lee is the captain. So who else gets the A? I mean, Clutterbuck has one. To me, last year, when Josh Bailey didn't play, Brock Nelson ended up with the A. I think that, you know, that would be, to me, a logical choice as far as uh, a replacement is concerned. Bo Horvat maybe hasn't been here long enough, but he would have to be another possibility, maybe a veteran like J.G. Pajot. Or, you know, are you thinking about a guy like, you know, Adam Pellick or Ryan Polak? two of those, you know, defensemen who could really step in and 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 do that. The thing is, you don't know who the leaders are inside the locker room. It's the one place they really don't let us see and be a part of. So when you get before a game and the team is in the locker room, other than Anders Lee, who is speaking out? Who is the guy... Uh, who is just going out there and picking up players when they're feeling a little bit down or frustrated? Who do players naturally turn to? And remember, leadership, first of all, Anders Lee is the captain. So this person would be one of the alternate captains if Lee is out of the lineup, hurt, whatever. Uh, You know, they would take over the seat, talk to the referees, be uh, someone who speaks up 
in between periods or before or after a game or helps communicate between the coaching staff and the players. All of these things go on behind closed doors. Obviously, you know, finding the right person to wear that A uh, is an important thing on any hockey team. And I, I still think you want to go with a veteran that you are better off with a guy who has been there and done that. I mean, you're not going to give it to a player like Oliver Wallstrom. And no offense to Wally. I, I think he can be a quality player for this team. But, you know, is he ready to be an alternate captain? No, I, I don't think he is just yet. And you want to stick with veterans. You've got a lot of them on this team. And plugging in the right one to make this work it, it, you know, alternate captains are not as vital necessarily as captains, but there is a hierarchy. And I am sure that the players will select the right teammate to step in and wear the A alongside Anders Lee and just help. And I, I think the other thing you want to take into consideration, uh, you want a player who is not just going to be there right now, but who is going to be more of a, a part of the long-term puzzle of this team. So, you know, elevating a guy whose contract is up at the end of this season doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, the Islanders don't have a lot of players who fit that description. You've basically got Oliver Wallstrom, Sebastian Ajo, Carlson Kuhlman, Clutterbuck, and Martin. That's who we're talking about. Everyone else is under contract for longer, and I don't think that we're going to necessarily see, you know, Matt Martin at this point elevated to alternate captain. You don't want a younger guy like Hudson Fashion. No offense to Ross Johnston. I like the guy, but he doesn't play enough at this stage. <laughs> Pierre Engvall hasn't been here enough. So do you go with a Kyle Palmieri or a J.G. Pajot? Or is Bo Horvat already comfortable enough to take that position? He's got the long-term extension. So does Matthew Barzal. From the outside looking in, I would say Horvat is more likely to be given an A over Barzi. But again, I'm not inside that locker room. Uh, and we're going to put a poll up on our YouTube channel, basically asking who you think should get the A now that Josh Bailey has departed. We know Cal Clutterbuck has one. Anders Lee has the C. Who else should get the A? Head over to our YouTube page and check it out because we will be uh, talking more about the results of this poll either on Friday or Monday uh, in order to see what you, the listeners and viewers, think. We have got more to get to on today's show. We're going to talk about some quotes from the captain, Anders Lee, as the players get ready to hit the ice, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by 
bird dogs, look, bird, bird dogs make you look good. They are unbelievably comfortable. They're stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you that truly sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And look, regular shorts are made of a stiff, restricting cotton, but Bird Dogs fixes this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice, sacrifice movement. And they use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. Enter the promo code locked on NHL at checkout for a free bird dog water cooler with your offer. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. The players hit the ice today. Yesterday, they were in town, had their physicals. But as of right now, everybody is excited and eager to hit the ice. And one of those players is Anders Lee, the captain. He was on uh, a, a podcast with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Marrick earlier this week and basically <clears throat> expressed his confidence in the team uh, talked about Bo Horvat said Bo Horvat stepped in right away, not just on the ice, but off the ice. He's such a good person. He cares deeply about his game and his team, wherever he's at. I'm excited for him to get settled in and to have a full season with us. He was also high on Pierre Engvall and basically said that having Wallstrom back and Engvall and Horvat for a full season uh, is why he doesn't think this team is the same as the team of a year ago, having these guys for a full season. Here's what he said about Engvall. I think he's a great player. He stepped into our team and made a big difference. The way he was carrying the puck for us, the way he was entering the zone and using his speed and his body. He's a big guy. He's a strong player. He can go to work in the corners if he has to. That's why he was having such a great success and made an impact with Brock and Palmieri during the latter half of the season. And he adds when talking about these newcomers that were acquired either right before or at the trade deadline, when you talk about uh, Horvat and Engvall, these guys made an impact on our team, whether it's been for a long time or even just a short time. We did a lot of good things at the end of the year. We didn't like the way our season ended, but we think there's a lot of opportunity there. So clearly Anders Lee expressing confidence and the belief that he is ready and that this team is ready <coughs> to get to the next level. And look, of course, Anders Lee is going to say that. No captain of any hockey team is going to say, we don't think we can compete. We're not as good as we were a year ago. But I, I, I think, look, you can look at the fact that this team is the core of this team. And I would say out of the 22 players or, uh, you know, on the roster, you know, 18, 19 of them are coming back. But at the same time, uh, there is something about chemistry, about having the back of guys you know and like and have played with 
And the Islanders are hoping if they can stay healthier and play just a, a smidge better, um, you know, that can make a big difference. Now, uh, to me, the players taking the ice, to, it, it's just exciting. And Lane Lambert is going to be ready and, you know, get things done. One more quote from Anders Lee from this interview. You're in a room with these guys all year. You know where they stand and how they feel about the island and the team and what they want to do. These weren't surprises. These guys got to do what's best for them and their families, but their intentions are they want to stay and see this thing out with our group. By no means was I surprised at all that they signed or or re-signed with the team. So, you know, confidence there from Anders Lee. And, oh, yeah, uh, you know, Matthew Barzal, by the way, who – Got a haircut, trimmed his hair. It's short. Uh, but, you know, he he basically was joking around uh, the other day and basically said to Zach Parise, come back, we need you. Uh, again, I, I, I think it was mostly joking, but I, I, I think Barzy and a lot of the Islanders would like to have Zach Parise back on the roster if and when he's willing to do it. I get the feeling he may be done, but again, we'll see. The longer this retirement lasts, the more likely it is that uh, he's not going to come back. All right, time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And I did mention that uh, this week uh, we have a lot of big birthdays, and we had the first captain in Islanders history, Ed Westfall. We had Rick DiPietro, first overall pick in the 2000 draft. Well, the next time the Islanders picked first overall in a draft, they selected John Tavares, first overall in 2009. And JT, as I teased earlier, may just be the most unpopular ex-Islander as of right now. His birthday was Wednesday. He is now 33 years old and, you know, joined the Islanders, drafted in 2009, played his first game for the Islanders that year and scored on his first NHL shift, finished that rookie campaign with 24 goals and 54 points, uh, had 38 goals, which was his career high with the Islanders in 2014, 2015 and 86 points, which again was his best year. Injury slowed him down. He got hurt at the Olympics that one year. For those of you who remember, And I think the 2016 playoff run where he scored the double overtime goal that got the Islanders their first playoff series win since 1993, uh, that was probably his best moment as an Islander. But we're going to go back and look at one of his better statistical games. How about October 15th, 2011? At the Nassau Coliseum, sold out, of course, because, well, the Rangers were in town. Henrik Lundqvist, the goalie for the Rangers. Evgeny Nabokov in goal for the Isles. And the Islanders get a hat trick from John Tavares. Two power play goals and an empty netter. He also assisted on the first goal scored by Matt Molson. And uh, the hat trick in a 4-2 to two win over the Rangers before an excited crowd. Uh, three assists in the game for P.A. Parento, but John Tavares, clearly the star of the game, 
three goals, one assist, and for JT, uh, just a great moment. Tavares, obviously, still playing for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the way he left Long Island certainly earned the ire of Isles fans. I hope at some point Tavares can be forgiven, but we'll see how it all plays out. But John Tavares, 33 years old yesterday, is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will talk about what happened the first day the players took the ice for training camp. First preseason game is just around the corner. And we will continue our player-by-player preview of the Islanders with a look at Cal Clutterbuck. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course... Let's go Islanders.